You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Back in the saddle. Yeah. It feels good. It does. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since I've uh, done it. Ep- honestly, it's how, been a really long. Probably time. since like November. Perhaps. Maybe early December. Yeah, maybe it's been December. a while. It's been a while. We took a little break. I did a really fun episode last week on spontaneous human combustion, and this week's episode actually is um, kind of spun off that episode in a sense. One of our dear friends, loyal listener, awesome pal, um, said that she she gave us a topic suggestion off of last week's episode of something one of us said in the intro, I forget, but we mentioned it in the intro. We were saying- Oh, like, we did? Yeah, like spontaneous combustion is a fear you have as a child of like, you're going to die of that, uh-huh. and then a, one of us said, or this thing, which is- Quicksand. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she I was do like, "Remember that? You should do an episode on that. What's up with quicksand?" And I agree. Yeah, such a great idea. I can't believe we haven't done it already. You know what? Quicksand like lives in my mind, spirit, and body constantly. Is the quicksand in Princess Bride? Oh yeah, that is the most aggressive quicksand scarring right if you, i didn't see that yeah. as a child but i can imagine if you're young and you see that it's oh, pretty yeah. terrifying it is like terrifying even now it's terrifying thinking about how did they shoot that because i don't really know how they did and i don't know how those actors didn't end up with like a good half a cup of sand in their lungs they definitely did if i like i can kind of <laughs> picture that scene but they're fully like spitting out sand right yeah and and even like they burst out not, yeah spoiler alert everyone but they get out of the quicksand and um and yet they're covered in sand their faces their eyelashes their mouths noses are covered in sand and they're like breathing heavily yeah it's very scary but it really makes you think like quicksand is a danger and something that you're going to face at some point and you wish you would have tools to know how to combat it you know what that just reminded me of what they uh really need to do an episode of movies that made us about princess bride wouldn't that be awesome yes because not only is it such an iconic movie and people love it but it has stuff like that that there's really cool um special effects like practical effects and and it just it takes place in such a beautiful area like that would be a really cool behind the scenes that would be a good uh, episode about that movie okay we got on a real tangent there sure did princess bride but Please learn about quicksand and tell us about it. Hopefully this will be fun, not too technical, not too I think it'll complicated. be fun. Okay, good. All right, great. Okay, we'll I'm go. on it. Dive in to the quicksand. <gasps> we emerged you from made the quicksand. It. Oh my god, thank you, thank you. Have you or a loved one ever died in quicksand? Oh my gosh, no. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I've Okay, to be honest, have I ever heard of anyone that I know or don't know or even in the news having incidents with quicksand? No, I don't think so. That's because it is exceedingly rare. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, 
because it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> and then there would be no episode. Okay, cool. Um, Rare. You're not totally wrong, though. Wow. But we'll get there. Okay. So, Quicksand is really just the uh, the perfect balance of regular sand and water, right? Huh. It's not its own thing. It's not uh, some, like, naturally occurring organic substance that only exists in certain places. It's simply sand and water. When they are mixed in the right proportions, they become quicksand. So at one time, scientists did think that it was actually a unique type of sand. Mm -hmm. But now we know that any sand can become quicksand when it's at a certain saturation level. Whoa. Okay. So basically what happens is compacted ground or clay prevents drainage beneath the sand. So you have sand at the surface. Sure. And then underneath the sand, it could be 5 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet, whatever, there's um, compacted ground that prevents water from draining through. So you have all that sand on top, and when it's saturated, like I said, at the right level, it hits that mixture where it becomes quicksand. And the reason why it's happening in this spot as opposed to other spots is because it can't properly drain down. Yeah, it can't properly drain down, plus uh, this spot that we're talking about just happens to be right near water but Mm -hmm. isn't totally underwater all the time. Maybe is underwater at high tide but not low tide slash um, it's just a perhaps it's just a couple feet of sand under mm-hmm. uh, over top of clay so it's like maybe sand's not really what am i trying to say um it, yeah it's 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 just like places that are pretty very wet pretty wet but not totally wet not but also not totally dry mm-hmm. it so it usually occurs like along along the banks of rivers or it can occur at the ocean too um like if you've ever walked into the ocean and the wave recedes and your feet kind of sink a few inches into the sand and like you kind of wiggle them back and forth and then before you know it you're up to your ankles that's exactly what is happening in quicksand except imagine that in an area large enough to actually you know be walking on on what you think is hard ground and then you step into a pit of that yeah yeah right yeah, so that's it's, what it's, I was if just you've ever experienced of. that mm-hmm. that is exactly what quicksand is that's probably a more dense version of quicksand a mm-hmm. little denser than like the um the pits that you can actually step in and get stuck in really you know mm-hmm. but that's the effect okay. that's what's happening yeah i think anyone who's been to the ocean and put their feet in knows what that's like to right just all of a sudden and be like, oh, my feet are down in the sand. I used to be on top of it. Now I'm down in it a few inches. Right. But then even at the beach, it's like you have high tide that brings the waves all the way up to, you know, much further than they are at low tide. But then it's not wet enough throughout the day. Like once yeah. high tide recedes, that sand just goes back to being dry and totally. normal. It's not soaked through with with water to the point where it stays in that quicksand state it's only the few feet between Mm -hmm. really where the waves are washing on and then you know five feet this way it's totally dry five feet that way it's underwater yeah uh so it can have the look of solid ground if you're on one of these riverbanks and you're walking and it's you know it just looks like compacted sand sort of and then you hit a pit like that but actually um it can't support weight on top of it Right, so it looks like solid ground, mm-hmm. but can't support weight on top of it. Therefore, quicksand is a non-Newtonian fluid, oh, which wow. we've talked about before in the silly putty episode. Oh, 
wow, cool. Yeah, and as a reminder, uh, non-Newtonian fluid is a technically a fluid, but it doesn't have the constant viscosity independent of stress, right? Okay. So you think of water. It's in the same shape, form. It's the same thickness. It doesn't matter if you're pressing on it. It doesn't matter if something's falling through it. It's just, it's just water. It mm-hmm. has the same viscosity. And viscosity is the... I don't know the exact scientific definition, but it's how thick something is, yeah. how freely it flows, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So a non-Newtonian fluid is a fluid, but it its um, its state of flow depends on whether or not there's pressure on it. Mm-hmm. Wow, cool. That was a good explanation, I think. Thank you. Uh, and more specifically, quicksand is a shear thinning non-Newtonian fluid. What does that mean? Which means that it thins out or becomes less viscous under sheer pressure. Oh. So it's in a solid state. It looks solid. You're Mm -hmm. walking along the beach. You don't see it because it just looks like solid ground. But as soon as sheer pressure or just pressure along the surface is applied, that's when it kind of, its viscosity changes. It becomes more liquidy. It becomes more liquidy. Correct. Um, So another example of that is, and I didn't know this, but is uh, like paint paint that you would paint your wall with Uh it's a fluid right but when you uh put it on a roller or put it on a a brush and brush it along the wall that's sheer pressure so if you're if you're rolling it Uh say and you're rolling it up a wall you're applying a sheer pressure to it which is changing its viscosity and making it thinner and and more able to roll out but then as soon as that pressure is taken off as soon as you take the roller off the wall the paint kind of goes back to its original viscosity and that's why it doesn't just completely drip off the wall wow the same way if you put water on a roller and roll the stripe up the wall it would only be a matter of seconds before the top of that stripe would just be dripping down down and you know the last foot that you rolled would literally be dry 10 seconds later because the water would just fall right back down i never thought about that yeah me neither yeah pretty interesting Um, So when the right balance is struck for sand and water to become quicksand, the quicksand has a density of two grams per cubic centimeter. Okay. Doesn't mean much to me. Nope. Probably to you either. But here's the best part. Human (laughs) Human beings have a density of about one gram per cubic centimeter. Oh. Which means we are less dense than quicksand. What if we eat a bunch of tacos? Even still, okay. you got enough air in you <laughs> circulating through your organs and oh, your blood that you're going to live. It's not really about tacos. No, it, it actually, tacos did not come up at all okay. in my uh, research. So that said, it is literally impossible for a human being to drown in quicksand. What? Yeah. Has anyone done it though? No. I mean, oh. no. Nobody, it's It's impossible. Nobody has ever stepped into quicksand and just – remember, quicksand is the, the right balance of sand and water. So it uh-huh. could be way more water than sand and you can drown in that, right? Okay. Because that's just a water, liquid. Sure. Yeah. Um, but quicksand, no. Wow. It's impossible to drown in it. Unless you got knocked unconscious and fell face down in it or something, right. of course. You can drown in like – an inch of water, right. they say, or yeah. whatever. But, or like but you that's can different land than... on dirt and suffocate. Like that has yeah. nothing to do with what you see in TV and movies, drowning in quicksand, where you step yeah. in it and you just slowly sink and sink and sink until yeah. eventually your head goes under and you're toast. That's crazy. It's so impossible. no one's ever done that. 
No. I mean, no. Yeah. Wow. No one's ever done that because it's not physically possible. This is a massive debunking. So your feet and legs are a little denser than that one gram per cubic centimeter. Okay. So that's why when you step in it, your feet are going to go under and probably your calves up to your knees and probably even up to your waist. Okay. Like up to your butt probably. But then once your torso hits, uh-huh. your torso is so much less dense. Because you got all this like lungs and air. Exactly. And you have so much air coursing through your torso compared <laughs> with the rest of your body. <laughs> Many tacos, uh-huh. which hold a lot of, a lot of air yeah. as we know. Uh-huh. Um, so by the time you reach your torso, it's not possible to sink any further because you have that air in you and you're wow. just more buoyant at that point. Uh-huh. Crazy, right? That's, I mean... I'm almost having a hard time believing you, but but I do because you're you've researched this for a good amount of time on the internet. Thirty minutes. So that said, you you can become stuck in quicksand. Okay. So this. Um, oh, so you could get stuck in a quicksand and then die of starvation in there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. So you're never going to get stuck in a quicksand and drown of a quicksand because you got sucked under, but you could get stuck in it and die of starvation because you couldn't get unstuck. Absolutely. And no one brought you tacos. Not a single person. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were trying to save your life because they know that the tacos got you in there in the first place. <laughs> but really, they were probably killing you because they didn't help you. Yeah. Because if they would have brought you tacos, they would then see that you were struggling and they hopefully they would help you. They could have just saved you. Yeah, probably. Hopefully. Yeah. I think most people would. That would be the better way to go about it. So when you get stuck in quicksand, mm-hmm. uh, the stuckness is exacerbated by quick panicked movement oh, you know which you're definitely gonna do of, of course because if you've seen a movie where people get stuck in quicksand and quickly drown you know sink below, below the surface and drown panicking seems like the appropriate response but it's not okay that'll only make your legs more stuck so instead what you're supposed to do is slowly move your legs because that's what's going to be stuck it's going to be your legs mm. slowly move your legs back and forth just kind of like a, a like a, a wiggling motion, but not a panic mm-hmm. like frantic one. Just just a slow, steady wiggling back and forth, and that can. Uh, so as you're moving your legs back and forth, that's kind of allowing space between your skin and the sand, where water can seep in and loosen the sand's grip on your okay. on your feet on your legs. So you can pull it out. Exactly, and it's the same thing we were talking about when you're standing on the shore. And the waves are coming mm-hmm. in and rolling out and your feet kind of sink down. It's hard to, you know, you kind of, you can wiggle back and forth and sink a little further, but then you just kind of use the same motion and try to pull them out and they, yeah. they plop right out. And there's definitely some pressure there. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not the nothing. easiest thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not nothing, but you can pretty easily get them out. Mm-hmm. Um, you also want to lean back. So say you step into qu- some back. quicksand. You're like out. Like that little Fat John Joe song. song. Okay, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was Little John in that song too? Uh, no, I, feel like I don't there are several think so. Gentlemen in that song. I think it's just Fat Joe. Okay, I believe you. That's a good song. Yeah, I know. Let's play that right now. No. <laughs> okay. So you want to lean, lean back. Lean back into the quicksand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally flat on your back. Like float. Yeah, basically, because when you lay flat on your back, you increase the area that your weight is distributed over, mm. so you're not as prone to sinking. Oh. And your torso is never going to sink anyway, so if you can, even if you get in up to your knees, if you just fall to your butt and lay flat on your back, like, 
that part's not going in. Wow. Right? Okay. But if yeah. you're standing straight up, you have all of that you'll weight sink, going sink right down. onto your feet. Yeah. And it's not even that you'll sink sink further. You're not going to sink further than your butt. Right. But that whole butt bit of you will be all buried in sand as opposed to if you're flat on your back, you'll just float on top of it essentially. Yeah, Maybe and even if you're, your legs yeah, your legs bit. will still be stuck. But at mm-hmm. that point, then you can just take your time and slowly wiggle them out, mm-hmm. and um, it's you know kind of easier to pull your legs out when you're laying flat on your back than when you're standing up and you're trying to, yeah, you know, lift yeah. your leg. You don't even have like much leverage, to right? Fight if you're up against. to your waist, yeah. it's kind of hard to lift your leg totally out. Definitely. So lay flat on your back and just slowly wiggle back and forth. Let that water seep in, and and what's the idea? Like, no time. you should be. Like, lay on your back and maybe, like, try and inch your way toward the edge of whatever this quicksand is, right? So you can, like, roll out onto dry land. Yeah. And go about business. Pretty much. Yeah, you're not going to die. You're okay. it, As long as you can get yourself unstuck from the initial stuck, you're not going to mm-hmm. drown. You're not going to sink any further. Like, you don't need to be afraid of sinking any further. It's just getting that initial stuckness yeah. mm-hmm. unstuck, right? Um. So are you, go, are you going to drown in quicksand? No, no. I learned no. But like you said, you could possibly get stuck mm-hmm. and then die of exposure from yeah. the sun or from the cold, depending where or you are. Or dehydration or starvation exactly. or whatever else you die You're of. You're checking everything off my list. Thank oh, you. sorry. <laughs> so theoretically, yes, you could die, but while drowning in quicksand is impossible and has never happened... Mm-hmm. Even dying in quicksand like that is extremely rare. And I have extremely underlined because that's Mm -hmm. how rare it is. Mm -hmm. There was a man in Texas in 2010, sorry, 2016, who did drown after being stuck in quicksand along a riverbed. And then the tide rose because they had a lot of heavy rain. So it's possible, right? Like he drowned and he was stuck in quicksand, but he didn't slip under the surface of quicksand and Mm -hmm. drowned like you would think he was stuck couldn't get himself unstuck and then the water level rose and he drowned which is horrible i know that's a that's a very barbaric sad death for texas in 2016 yeah and then the same thing happened to a woman in antigua in 2010 uh, and that was in the ocean same thing. She went into an area that I guess people kind of knew or at least had reported, complained about it, being like kind of quicksandy. Mm-hmm. And same thing happened. She oh. got stuck and the water the level rose and, and she drowned that way. Whoa. So it's for sure possible to die mm-hmm. uh, in this fashion. Okay. So look out for that. Yeah, yeah. But not, the not way to you be see it in. Lightly, but of course. Still. But the way you see it in movies, I feel like. My idea of quicksand, you know, falling into a pit is like kind of like the Princess Bride. They're in the forest or like you're in the jungle and yeah. it's just like you're in the middle of of a wooded area and there's this pit like that. Yeah. And also you take one real. wrong step and your whole body just like shoots down right. and you're dead. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what we're worried about. But you don't have to be. Yeah, I, I feel better. And I would. uh Yeah. I mean, like I said, I gave you the tips to get out of it. Go yeah. look it up yourself. Don't take my word for it. And you'll see that that's what everybody says. That is the way to escape quicksand, which mm. really does not need to be life-threatening if yeah. you get stuck. Yeah. So why then, if it's so impossible to drown in quicksand, if no one in recorded history has never slipped under the surface of quicksand, why is sinking to your death so prevalent? The idea of it, right? 
because it's attractive idea, literary technique. <laughs> Pretty much. Really? Yeah, yeah. So really you can blame 1960s Hollywood for that. Oh, wow. For implanting that idea in all of us, even a generation later. Okay. Right? We weren't alive in the 60s. We weren't watching those we movies. We weren't, no. But we still have this idea. So there's a, a 2010 article on Slate that's titled Terra Inferma. Okay. Clever. Uh-huh. Uh, colon or dash or new line. The Rise and Fall of Quicksand mm-hmm. uh, by this guy, writer named Daniel Engber. So it's really cool. He examined the fascination of quicksand in film and TV. And it turns out that there are communities online who are like dedicated to digging up every single instance of quicksand in film and television. Why? For fun. They're just fascinated just their by passion? it. He honestly, yeah. I mean, you know, it's I don't think they dedicate every waking hour to it, but But yes. they really get a kick out of yeah, it. Yeah, they just wanted to compile a list. So they've cataloged every instance in film and TV pretty much ever. And uh, it's pretty crazy. So just looking at feature films, mm-hmm. in the 1960s, the entire decade, 3% of feature films depicted or mentioned somebody getting stuck in quicksand. Oh, no wonder we are so obsessed with 3%, it. 3%. That's one in 35 movies. Yeah. Had somebody getting stuck in quicksand. And that <laughs> might not funny. seem like a lot, but that's a lot. That's a ton because so many movies have nothing to do with anything. I mean, they're like, this guy works at the paper factory. This girl works at the mechanic across the street. And they fall in love. That has nothing to do with quicksand. That cliche of the guy working at the paper factory <laughs> and the woman mechanic falling in love. We've seen that a thousand times. And you're right. No quicksand in those movies. There would not be an opportunity. Because so like, if you think of Indiana Jones, it's like, well, of course. But... Then again, I've seen all those movies. I don't think there is quicksand in them. But that kind of movie could have a quicksand. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Not, um, I don't know, all the president's men or yeah, something. Like yeah, that. Like, yeah, yeah. It almost feels like they're shoehorning it in is my point. Like if it's one in 35 movies, some of those movies are like, let's just throw in some excursion where they get stuck in quicksand. Like, I don't know what to do here in act two. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely what happened, especially towards the end of the decade. Once the kind of precedent has been set, right? That this is a way that your characters can be in peril. (laughs) So in the 1960s, you have 3% of movies, one in 35 Mm -hmm. by the 1980s. That number dropped down to one in 75. Okay. So less than half. And then today it's even less than half of what it was in the eighties. I can't think of a single movie that's come out remotely recently that has anything to do with quicksand. Me neither, but just going off a hunch, I would bet $150 that one of, I think there's two of them, the most recent Jumanji movies has somebody in quicksand. Oh, possible. Jumanji. I haven't seen either of them, but that's just... It could. I could see that happening. Um, So the 60s loved quicksand. Even Martin Luther King Jr. in his I Have a Dream speech from 1963 said, Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Oh my goodness. So even he had quicksand on the mind. Wow. People were obsessed with quicksand. That's true. I mean, that's pretty incredible reference. Yeah, right? I know. That's really memorialized. Like that captured... This idea of the 60s that quicksand was a a real thing trapping people. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's a 
great metaphor in his speech. Yeah. Um, and it totally works, regardless of people if people are dying in quicksand or not. It works. So yeah, it's. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Wow. So uh, about this time. Uh-huh. You're probably asking right now, I mean. Yeah, okay. Not the 60s. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're probably asking yourself, where did it go? Why was quicksand such a prevalent idea? And as we saw through this 80s and to today, it's trickled away. It's not appearing in movies anywhere near the rate that it was. Mm-hmm. So there are a few theories, all of which I thought were really interesting and we could talk about a lot if we want. Okay. So one is the urbanization of America. Oh. In the 60s, like the beginning of the 60s, roughly uh, half of Americans were living in rural areas. Mm. Uh, By the 80s, or maybe even sooner, maybe like mid-70s, that number was less than a third. So you have that many less people living amongst wooded areas exactly you have that 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 many fewer people actually just you know in their everyday life being in wilderness exploring these areas having that in their mind to look out for it so that's one thing right Mm -hmm. um also the urbanization uh, you know a byproduct of that deforestation literally areas where there may have been quicksand are Mm now riverfront walks and there's communities there so it's just like there there's no more quicksand because we built over it so there's that Mm -hmm. uh another one is that it maybe just got played out right i think that's a pretty Mm -hmm. safe assumption definitely Um, definitely a factor regardless of what other factors were at play it's just like how how many times can that appear in your action adventure movie before it's like we can't put that in exactly and you're like ugh, people are sick of it Right, so it ran its course mm-hmm. and it became a trope to include that in your script. Yeah. So people stopped doing it. Mm-hmm. Definitely has Fair. to be true. Yeah. Uh, and this is a really cool one. This is my favorite theory. So that same Slate article that I mentioned where the guy found all the TV and film references, um, that author pointed out the decline of sandboxes in playgrounds. Oh. So... He says that in the 1970s, I don't know where he got these stats. These seem impossible to find, but I believe him. <laughs> this guy's from New York City. Uh-huh. In the 1970s, New York City in its parks had 800 public sandboxes okay. in parks. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1995, they had 44 sandboxes Whoa. in public parks. And this guy lived in Brooklyn. The article was from 2010. He said in 2010 in Brooklyn, there were four sandboxes in parks. Wow. So I guess what happened was they found in the, I think like 1975, uh, some like EPA or some, you know, mm-hmm. environmental agency or whatever, watchdog company, whatever. They found that the sand they were stocking these play boxes in, a play, or sandboxes with, excuse mm-hmm. me contained some sort of uh, chemical compound that was close to, like, uh, was it arsenic or some other poison? Uh It was like a close relative of that. Basically, the sand they were putting in the sandbox was like a carcinogen. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, they found out that sand is 
really dirty and gross and it can carry E. coli or no, something. No, even worse than that. Yeah, Just yeah, the sand it itself, the clean sand can kill you. <laughs> so yeah. you had this drastic, dramatic decline in the number of sandboxes, thus the number of children playing in sand, thus mm. the conversations around sand and the mixing of sand and water among kids when they're playing and just the whole idea of quicksand. Yeah. Kind of just fizzled out along the same timeline as sandboxes being, you know, plucked from playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. I mean, it went from eight hundred in the seventies to in two thousand and ten. Like I said, just one borough they had four. Yeah, and Brooklyn's a big borough, so even Huge. times the five boroughs, let's say there's twenty. Yeah, twenty I mean, sandboxes in the whole New York City. Like that's it's true. If you think, and that's mean, just obviously one example. Yeah, but even just anecdotally in my life, I, I, there were definitely sandboxes when I was a child around. Even remember people would have like those plastic. Yeah, like a turtle. Yeah, we had one. Yeah. Oh, wow, you guys are fancy. I didn't have (laughs) one, but people did. Um, And now, I don't know. I can't think of sandboxes. Like, think of all the little parks, like, up in the canyon and stuff. There's not sandboxes I know. To be honest, when I was reading this article, I had, like, totally forgotten about sandboxes being an element of a playground. Yeah. But when you think back to our childhood, that was, like... You have a seesaw, yeah. you have a swing set, and a sandbox. Those and are like the about, three staples of a think playground. about like Rugrats. Rugrats, they're always playing in sandboxes right. with their friends. Right. I guess that just doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. That is, that is interesting. I like that theory. I like that theory, too. Yeah, I think it's all fun. three of these things, the urbanization, the it's decline of sandboxes, yeah. the fact that quicksand simply became a trope, I think these all play into the fact that Quicksand in film and TV has mm-hmm. just been declining, declining, declining since it's had since it had its heyday mm-hmm. in the sixties. Yeah, that happens with all kinds of things. I feel like sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So either way, sandboxes, urbanization, uh, <laughs> the trope, mm-hmm. all of these things have resulted in a relatively quicksand-free society in twenty twenty-two. Yeah, I agree. And quicksand itself, even the real deal. Not to be feared. Just yeah. remember these tips, right? I Lean back, like... slowly wiggle your legs out, you'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe, what's his name? Fat Joe? Yes. Maybe he should write a remix update of the song. Oh, like a PSA. Turn, yeah, turn it into instructions of how to get free from quicksand. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a really good idea. But I think probably the best He tip might that... listen. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The best tip would be probably if you are going to an area that you know is prone to quicksand, just don't go alone because all it takes is one other person to tug you out and you'll be A-OK. Aw, what great advice. Thanks. I love it. Great. That was super fun. I feel uplifted, a worry that I once carried, alleviated. Right. Yeah, How you never have to that? think about it again. Yep. Nope. I'll just lean back. I'm wiggle, glad. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh, that's a different song. I know. Oh, they should do a collab. Oh, crossover. There okay. we go. And then no one will ever get stuck again. I like it. All right, perfect. All right, we got some calls to make. Okay. <laughs> we got to go. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinutexpertPodcast, that's 30MinutexpertPodcast, at gmail.com. 
If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.